return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. For a minute, hope you brought your Bible today. Say it with me, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. It's a wonderful day. In John chapter 3, there was a... Kids Rock, thank you. Bless you guys. Thank you. Ages 3 to 1st grade. Heading back there. Thank you. Jeremy, Agnes, Diana. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3, a leader of the Jews, Nicodemus, came to Jesus. And he was well-schooled, well-taught, and so forth. And he said, we know that you are a teacher that's come from God, and no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he recognized the supernatural. He recognized the anointing on the teaching. He was listening to Jesus and what he said. Incidentally, Nicodemus, later on in the Gospels, He was one of the guys that helped after Jesus' crucifixion. So he he became a believer. He became a follower. And what Jesus was talking to him in John 3 about being born again, he said, you must be born again. Nicodemus experienced that. Uh, It it isn't, uh, um, being a Christian isn't based on your education or the church you go to. It's based on a relationship, right? It's based on a relationship. And so when you have this relationship right, you may fellowship a church A, B, or C, but when you have this relationship right, that's what identifies you with Jesus Christ. So he recognized the anointing that was on Jesus. You are a teacher that has come from God. Now in Acts 1-1 then, Acts, uh, some think Luke wrote this and so forth, but at any rate, uh, writing, writing the book... And he says, of all that Jesus began to do and teach. So he's going to write about what Jesus was doing. Uh, just, just part of it. Remember, remember in the Gospels it said, of all the things that they were written, what Jesus did. It says, I suppose the worlds could not contain the books that should be written. So there's lots of things that Jesus did in terms of miracles, healings, and so forth. That were never even recorded. or That we don't have in the Gospels today. But now here when he starts the book of Acts, he's starting to talk again about writing the things that Jesus began to do and to teach. So so in our lives, we have to understand if we're going to follow things, if we're going to say, say, if we're going to be a Christian, then we should follow the Bible, right? Should follow the manual that comes that God would give to us to say, well, this is this is the manual for your life. 
And especially the New Testament, because we are we're in a new covenant. New Testament is a new covenant, and we are under that covenant today. So especially understanding that today, that this is the covenant we're under, which is a wonderful covenant of grace. Hallelujah. Some people are talking about judgment and harshness and so forth. And folks, right now, God's hands are extended to this world to love this world and to draw people unto himself that they might know him as the Savior. Amen. And someday, of course, Christ is coming back. There'll be a day of judgment then, but right now is this wonderful time of grace. So in the book of Matthew, uh, in the book of Matthew, Jesus began talking and he, and he talked first hypocrites, which is never a good word. That's like saying something and doing something else. And he said, Isaiah prophesied uh, about you that people will draw near with their mouth and honor with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, I kind of grew up this way. I grew up religious, but not right. I grew up knowing about God, but I didn't know God. It'd be like saying many people would know who the president is, but not know the president. You know, you know who the person is, but you don't know the person. Someone might say, well, I know who the mayor is, but I really don't know the mayor. Well, there's a lot of people who know about God, but really don't know him. So I knew about him, but I didn't know him. Big difference, amen? Big difference. The difference actually spans, spans the thing between the gulf between life and death, between heaven and hell and so forth. So, so people can talk about God. Here's the thing. The important thing is to live for him. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you want to live for Jesus. You want to live for Jesus. It isn't like you just pull out something, your religion card. Okay, now I go to church on Sunday, punch your card. Okay, I did my duty for the week. And then go out and live any way you want to. No, you want to live for Jesus on a daily basis. Daily basis, you want to live for him. The world would be a whole lot better if we all started doing that. Amen? Talking about just people that say they're Christians, that they start doing that. So we don't want to just honor him with our lips, but we want our heart to be close to him, not far from him. Now it says, in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So now how do they come to a place where they're teaching things that are just man-made? How does that happen? How does it happen that, that uh, all kind, there's all kinds of groups and so forth, but how does it happen that, that we're teaching something that isn't God at all, that's just made up? It happens because we're not listening to the teacher. There is, there is one who's teaching. Now, Jesus was the teacher then, but he died and he rose again. He ascended into heaven and he sent back the Holy Spirit to be a teacher for us today. Some people say, boy, I wish I'd have been alive in Jesus' day if I could have been hanging around him all the time. Well, I got news for you. You can hang around him all the time. You can hang around Jesus all the time. You can be listening to the teacher all the time. Now, let's go to Matthew 28. So it says, when we go into all the world, we, we observe the things that Jesus taught us, uh, observe the things that he's commanded you. Well, another word is there, observe the things that uh, Jesus taught. What did Jesus teach us? Taught us about grace, taught us about love, taught us about faith, taught us about uh, righteousness or right standing with God. Amen? He taught us those things. So John 14 then, Jesus said this. John 14, verse 26. There's a helper, the Holy Spirit. The Father will send in my name. So God is sending this helper for us to teach us. So God knows that we're in this world today. And we all need help. Amen. Everybody needs help. 
But we, we enroll, when we say, I want to follow Jesus Christ, we're automatically enrolled in the school of the Holy Spirit. Now, what happens if you enroll in school and you don't go to class? Probably not going to learn much, are you? Right? I mean, what is, what is some of, we have some of you in here that are teaching at the university and so forth. But if you were, if you were teaching and people didn't show up and so forth, and then you, you gave an exam, and of course they didn't know the questions, and they came and they said, well, I don't know the, I don't know the answers to these questions. And you say, well, you never came to class. So we have much of the world, and let's just talk about Christianity today, but we have much of Christianity that claims Jesus Christ, maybe made a commitment to Jesus Christ, but doesn't read the Bible, doesn't show up for class, doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to grow, doesn't want to learn more, just content to kind of be like they are. Now, you can do that. You can, you can do that if you want to. The only problem is, is that your own life is going to be lived in defeat. You're not going to be able to help anybody else in their issues of their life because you don't know the Bible. What, what, would the, what would Jesus want to teach or what would the Holy Spirit want to teach? Well, the Holy Spirit would want to teach what Jesus taught. Holy Spirit would want to teach us the Bible, right? Would want to teach us things that are, that are in the word of God. Because let's face it, in this day and time, of course, we're in the pandemic and so forth. And folks, I can't begin to tell you how many name brand Christians are barking up the wrong tree. God did this, and God said that, and God this, and God... And I'm thinking, they don't even know their Bible. And these are major ministries. Major ministries. It's very, very sad. People pronouncing judgment. People pronouncing things. What's going to happen? What, what's happening in the United States? I'm thinking, they don't know the Bible. It's very sad. Okay, it's very sad. Because people start saying things. They attribute things to God, and that's the God... That's not here today. Amen. He's not here to kill people. Amen. He's not here to cause destruction. He's not here to cause havoc. Yes. If we read the Bible, we begin to understand how good God is. How do, how do we see God? Well, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? So automatically we think, well, well, Jesus was pretty good. How he treated everybody, how he cared, forgave people and set people free and loved people, never hurt anybody. Even when the disciples were coming and they wanted to pronounce judgment, Jesus said, whoa, no, 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 not that spirit. We don't do that. People can quote the Old Testament right and left. But folks, we're not living in the Old Testament. We're living in the New Testament. See, so again, when we, we something can sound very spiritual, something can sound, boy, that's just right. The Lord said, and they, they're quoting something from Isaiah or Ezekiel and so forth. Wrong covenant. I don't care how sweet it sounds, how strong it sounds, how bold it sounds, all the credentials behind them, how big their ministry is. Wrong covenant. They're wrong. Wrong. Thank you. Thank you. So the Holy Spirit is a helper to help us. Help us to see how good God is. Folks, we've been in many places in the world. Why would a Hindu want to become a Christian? Why would a Hindu want to become a Christian if their Christian God is harsh and mean, just like their Hindu God? Well, what's the point? 
Uh, let's see, A and B, both are kind of bad. I'll just say what I, with where, where I'm at. There's no, there's no enticement to think, oh, you mean I can have this forgiveness and grace and He loves me? No, no, no enticement if, if your God is harsh. No enticement. People aren't, people aren't signing up for more harshness. People aren't signing up for judgment. People aren't signing up for a God with His teeth, you know, kind of tight and His hands clenched. I don't think Jesus ever clenched his fist. I don't think he ever did. I think Jesus was warm, loving, nice. Can you say nice? What is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians? All those things, love, joys, and peace. Talks about being a nice person. So the Holy Spirit wants to teach you how to be nice. Right? The teacher wants to teach you about loving people. Being patient. Being kind. Okay, so God is sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things, all things that you need to know. Let's put it that way. You need, you don't, there's a lot of things you don't need to know. We don't need to know all the stuff. But he'll teach you what you need to know. Amen. Now, I'm not going to know anything unless I show up for class. People that come to SDSU, if they're freshmen and so forth, and I've said this, Hundreds of times, but I tell people, I got a secret, secret to success. And they say, what's that? And I say, go to class. Of course, I know a lot of stuff's online now, but even online, you better turn on your computer and tune into the class. You got to go to class if you want to be successful, right? If you want to learn the material. When I went to college, I, I never had a foundation, much foundation in chemistry in high school. So it came hard for me, and I struggled, and I worked at it, and so forth. But the more I went to class, and the more I asked questions, and the more I dug into it, the more I began to like it. Amen. It's really quiet in here. I'm glad you're here, honey. I'm glad you're here. I mean, this is great. You and I will just talk together, you know. Now... If you don't put something in, your brain is like a computer, but if you don't put something into your brain, I'm talking about scripture, reading it. We have Bible reading schedules back there that we really advocate. But if you don't put something in, you can't pull anything out. All right? So if you don't, in some, to some degree, download things, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you start, start building a foundation, a database in your head. Then he can bring to your remembrance. You can only remember what you've already been told, right? You can't, you can't remember something you've never been told. So if you've been told, like uh, people witnessed me, that's right, before I was a Christian and so forth, and, and uh, athletics were gone and so forth, and now struggling and in, in the nightclub. But people told me things about Jesus. Now, I'm so glad they didn't tell me about their church. Of course, that's what I told them. Oh, no, wait, I go to church. No, I've done this and I've done that. And, you know, I can list all the things I've been baptized and confirmed and so forth. That's all great. But then they talked to me about Jesus and being born again, and that made me nervous. So, so when, when I was in the bar, that's what the Holy Spirit reminded me, the things about Jesus. It was in, actually in the bar. My name was called. We just talked about hearing the voice of God, but my name was called. And I, I got saved right there on the dance floor at Horatio's, old place, gone now. I left different. I was changed. I was dramatically changed. Started reading the Bible, started growing. 
So God can remind you of things that you've read or people have shared, of course, biblical things, things that he said to you. So the Holy Spirit is here to help us. Now, I can't emphasize this enough. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but, you know, we always put in the bulletin. Always put in the bulletin and so forth. We put in like a sheet, you know, exhibit A, all right? In the bottom, what is God's message to me personally today? You know, many people, many people, it's just, it's just like uh, garbage material. Or use it in your fire pit or what. Don't do anything. Never write a note. But if you don't study, a disciple is a student of the Word of God. So if the teacher's going to teach, then we need to position ourselves to be a student to study. If we don't do that, what happens is lots of people, they have questions for life and so forth. And then the religious people, if they haven't studied, begin to make up things. That's how we get all kinds of doctrines, doctrines that churches have, folks that aren't even in the, aren't even in the Bible. They're just man-made doctrines. There's rules and regulations. You've got to do this, you've got to do that, and this and that. And so you're trying to figure it all out and make sure you do it right. Even like communion today. You know, you've been in some place and, oh, no, not a member. Oh, you can't have communion here. Whoever said that? Not in the Bible. Hello. <laughs> Rules and regulations that aren't there. People make up all kinds of things, little hoops to jump through. Okay, now see, let's see, now we get, oh, now you're a member. If you give your life to Jesus, you are automatically a member of the body of Christ. Now that's a membership that's important. You could be a member of it. You could be a member of this church, any church. But if you don't love Jesus, what does it matter? Amen. What does it matter? It comes down to loving Jesus Christ. He's the head of the church. Hey, bump someone says, he might be talking to you. Might, might be talking to you. Relation. It's all about membership. It's a relationship. Amen? So the Holy Spirit wants to teach us all things, but going to class and so forth. So we're not guessing, guessing. What God is saying or what, what his will is. Amen? John, John 14. All right, John 14, verse 16 and 17. Backed up a little. I'll pray the Father. He'll give you a helper. He'll abide with you forever. So this helper, and we heard this, you heard this the other night as Albert was teaching in the Holy Spirit. This, this helper is going to live with us. All right? So, so in other words, you have a house guest. The Holy Spirit, incidentally, it's a Holy Spirit. It isn't a spirit that says you can do whatever you want. It's a Holy Spirit. And it's a spirit that lives with us. So he's in our house. He's in our lives. He sees what we see. He hears what we say. He knows our thoughts, which should cause us to kind of think, oh, I'm not alone here. You're not alone. All right. You're never alone. So the Holy Spirit's going to live with you and he'll stay with you forever. Hallelujah. That's a nice thing. Now, it calls it a spirit of truth. Now, it says the world cannot receive that. So this is exclusive for Christianities. Christianity. This is not, the Holy Spirit is not for other world religions. Incidentally, if you read your Bible, there is a way to the Lord, and it's through Jesus Christ. The world, again, will say many other things. Many, give you many paths and so forth. 
But if you go through the Bible, amen, go through the Bible, stick with the word of God, then there's safety. All right. Then there's I'm just saying it. Then there's safety. So the spirit of truth, the world can't receive it. World, uh, the world doesn't see Jesus, doesn't know Jesus, but you know Jesus. You know the Holy Spirit. It says he will dwell with you and be in you. So the Holy Spirit's going to live with you, going to be with you, going to teach us, going to help us, going to show us things, going to guide us in our lives. Amen. Holy Spirit's going to identify that he's for you, not against you. Sometimes something happens for Christians and say, oh, Lord, why did this happen? They're always looking at the Lord. Why did this happen? Like he did it. Well, he's not doing it. God's not doing bad things today. How do I know that? Read your Bible. Read the New Testament, folks. Here's the covenant we're under. Read the New Testament. He's not doing bad things. He's not. We've been through... Personally, we've been through many, many crises and so forth, but we understood God was for us. We understood we have an adversary who's the devil, but God is always bigger than that adversary. So we can stand in any circumstance. We can still stand in peace. Amen. So John 15, verse 26. Just, just, these are foundational verses, but I hope you're either, most of you aren't writing notes. Hope God bless their memory. Help them, Lord. When the Holy Spirit comes... Whom I send to you from the Father. So Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Poured out, starting at the day of Pentecost. Ever since then through history, the Holy Spirit has been poured out for everybody. Old Testament, only certain people, a leader or prophet, might have the Holy Spirit. New Testament, available to all believers. Hallelujah. That's good news. Amen? In other words, God now can take Christians and believers and use anybody because of his anointing or power in them. Sometimes they think it's just the minister. The minister does that and the minister prays. Wrong. That's that's Old Testament thinking. New Testament thinking is believers, which are Christians. Amen. So believers can pray for the sick. Believers can minister to others. Believers can cast out demons. New Testament. Pretty exciting. In other words, in other words, you never have to sit on the sideline. In other words, you never have to sit back and think, well, boy, he can use them. He can't use me. God will use anybody who's available. Josh and Shannon, here you are at Bible school and doing things and praying for people. God will use anybody that avails themselves to him. Amen. So Jesus comes. He sends the Holy Spirit. It's a spirit of truth. All right. Going to come from the Father. Notice he will testify of me. So what is the key that the Holy Spirit will do? The Holy Spirit will talk about Jesus. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. If there's something happening, if man is glorified, don't don't look at it. It's always about Jesus. It's not about a church. It's not about our church, your church, somebody else's church. No, it's always about Jesus. So if the Holy Spirit is coming, and so I'm in school, I'm in class, and every day I like to show up for class, sometimes multiple times in the day, but I'll show up for class and so forth, and I have my notepad, and he'll talk to me about me. You know, some people go to prayer, and it's always about somebody else. Lord, change them, and Lord, do this and that. Lord, And I find so many times the Lord saying, and I want to change you, Dave. 
And I want to change your heart. How are we going to reach the world unless we act like Jesus? Unless we love like Jesus? Even in our own country. And folks, people think the United States right now, there's so much uh, animosity and hatred and anger and racial division. But folks, that's just the devil worldwide. Worldwide there is that. Worldwide there is racial division. Worldwide. Why is that? Because the devil is working in the world. If we can love like Jesus, then we can begin bridging gaps, right? As we've talked about for weeks and so forth. But then we can begin bridging gaps and caring about others, not just ourselves. Isn't that right? Then we start, then we start relating to people, no, no matter who the person is. No matter the country, the racial background, the language, we begin to relate with people on this basis. People can tell when you really when you really do care. People can tell when you're when you're sincere. Folks, we just need a lot of sincerity. Amen. I think it begins in the body of Christ, but then it's got to go out to the world. If we're going to reach the world, then we have to do as Jesus asked us to do in caring for others. So it's the spirit of truth that's going to testify of Jesus. Now, John 1 verse 14. I'll just do a few more verses. John 1, 14, the word became flesh, which is Jesus, lived amongst us. We beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten, the father, and he's full of grace and truth. So this word is full of truth. The word of God is full of truth. Because people, see, again, people get so kind of far out there. Well, what's truth? That's, that's what uh, uh, Pilate said. What's well, truth? <laughs> truth is standing right in front of him, of course, Jesus. The word is full of truth. Now, I'm, I'm just a simple believer. I've been, I've been to a ministerial meeting before. I've had ministers say, you know, Pastor Jay, you just can't, you just can't believe everything that's in there. You've got to know there's other commentaries and so forth. Some of those things didn't even exist. Tell me right in the meeting. I say, okay, yeah, well, you can believe that. I'm not. I'm going to believe the Bible. I'm just going to believe the Bible. People say that's, that's so simplified. It's like, yep. So simple a child can understand it. It's not meant to be complex. It's not meant to be rocket science. You don't have to have some big degree to understand it. If you read it, the Holy Spirit is like a private tutor to help each one of us to say, this is what I mean here. Today, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to love that person that's obnoxious. This is how I want you to treat your neighbor. This is how I want you to work and be a good worker and so forth. This is why I want you to treat your co-workers. He applies it to our lives. He teaches us all things that I need to know. Right? I need to know. Quite frankly, there's some things I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Now, the book of Revelation, chapter 16, well, then this and that. People want to get into all this stuff. and it's, I just say, hey, it'll all work out. People talk about if Jesus, the, the pre-tribulation or post-tribulation. I say, I believe in the pan theory. And they say, what that, what's that? And I say, it'll all pan out. Don't worry about it. It'll all pan out. What's the key? Love Jesus. It'll pan out. You know, there's so many things people get bogged down in. They get bogged down in all this other stuff. No, it'll pan out. If you love the Lord, it'll all work. Amen? It really will. John 17, 17, Jesus said, The word is truth. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So the spirit of truth 
is going then to use what? It's going to use the Bible. Amen. Amen? Now, I know the Holy Spirit can speak things to us and so forth. But by and large, I just want you to understand, it's always going to coincide with Scripture. When we depart from Scripture, then we get into problem areas. All right, now all of a sudden I'm making something up. So stay with the Bible. And again, I can't tell you how many people say, yeah, I already know that. And I'm thinking, sure you do. <laughs> yeah, I can tell how you act. Got a lot of learning to do. You know, because people can say, yeah, I've, I've, gone to, I've gone to SDSU. It's like, did you go to any classes? And I've gone to SDSU. And what did you learn? I've gone to SDSU. Well, they didn't learn anything. <laughs> you know, they got their degree in booze or something else and never learned anything. School of the Holy Spirit is a daily school that we're in for the rest of our lives. Until, we, until the day we die, we're in this school. And we have a choice how much we want to take in, right? We have a choice how much we want to take in. We want to go part way, we want to go all the way. So let's look at 1 John 4 a second. 1 John 4 is a very interesting area. Now listen, to this. This, is, this deals with today. The spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So in other words... In other words, Jesus Christ has come, died, and rose again. So they're not believing what Christ has done, all right? So this is a worldly type thing. And it says, this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you've heard was coming, and now already is in the world. So when, when did all this begin? Well, it began at the fall of Adam in, Gethsemane, er, in, uh, in, in Genesis, all right? So that's when this all began back then, this Antichrist, which is, what is an Antichrist spirit? It's something that is against Jesus. It's against the Bible. It's against God, all right? That's what, it's against, anti. So Jesus said it's already in the world, way back then, already happening today. People say, look what's happening today. Already been happening, long time, folks. Old, oh, you're looking at an old, old headline there. All right, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Now, what is this them? This them refers to the Antichrist spirit that's in the world. Okay, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So when we come in Christ, we become actually overcomers. A lot of times people don't think, well, I don't feel like an overcomer, but you are an overcomer. You know, you, you have to understand you have a champion living on the inside of you. Okay, so we retrain ourselves to realize, wait a minute, i got a champion in me. So, so now I'm not the way I once was. I'm a new person in Christ. I have a champion on the inside of me. Now, now because of that, the greater one lives in me. I can overcome. So let's look at the next verses there. So they are of the world. So those antichrist spirits are of the world. Now listen to this. Listen real closely. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. So when you hear newscasts today, by and large, what are you hearing? You're hearing something that's all tainted. It's tainted in a direction that is negative, that is against anything that would be of God or the Holy Spirit. It's tainted toward hatred. It's tainted toward division. It's tainted toward all those things. Why? Because it's an anti-Christ spirit. And the world listens to them. Have you ever listened to a newscast and somebody else says, boy, that was really something. And you're thinking, that's terrible. You know, you just get the opposite thing out of it. Because you're, they're hearing from a world perspective. You're hearing from a godly perspective. So the world will listen to that spirit. 
We are of God. He who knows God hears us. God bless you for being here today. God bless you people joining us all over the world today from India. We bless you in India, African countries in Europe and East and West Coast. We bless you today in Jesus name. But people who love Jesus Christ will listen to the things of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, this does now understand it. This doesn't come down to a church, church membership. It comes down to you love the Lord. So you want to listen to what's of God. So he that knows God hears us. It says, he that knows God hears us. We are of God. He's not of God, does not hear us. The world doesn't want to. So somebody in the world could listen to me today and think, that guy is a nut. You might think that right now. I don't know. But anyway, you know, someone else says, boy, the spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, when we hear it, bears witness like, oh, that's good. Something inside bears witness with the truth. That's good. So by this we know, listen now, the spirit of truth The spirit of error. The spirit of truth is going to follow along biblical things, the Holy Spirit. The spirit of error goes opposite to that. Okay? Things that are not biblical. Things that tend toward hatred and all kinds of other stuff. Amen? So today we have to understand we're in this school of the Holy Spirit. We want to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. One last scripture, John 16, verse 13. So Jesus said, the spirit of truth, when the spirit of truth has come, and he's come now, all right, he will guide you into all truth. How is is God going to guide me? He's going to guide me through his word, right? Remember years ago, there was a professor from campus came to my office, and they were very intelligent people. They were having seances on campus. And they were having seances and they were listening to voices and so forth. And the Dalai Lama was talking to them and other people were talking to them in the seance and stuff. And, and this, this lady, PhD lady, comes and she said, Pastor Dave, it's really wonderful. Now, this is a lady that had an experience with the Holy Spirit, but now, now they're doing all these other things. And she said, it's just so wonderful and so free and we're hearing, hearing things. And I said, no. I don't think so. And, and she looked at me like, well, you're not going to come to the meeting? I said, no, no, I'm not coming to the meeting. I, I wouldn't even agree with it. I said, and then she, she actually got up and she pointed her finger on my desk in the Bible. And she says, David, as long as you believe this, you're going to limit yourself. You don't want to limit yourself. And I said, no, I said, as long as I stay here, I'm going to keep myself safe. Now, folks, there's a lot of people that get kooky. Just kooky. Holy Spirit, and they're hearing things, and Holy, you know, so forth. Yeah, but if it doesn't line up with the Bible, not good. So the Spirit will guide us into truth. People out there, I don't know everything, but it challenges me to think, Lord, that's, that's such a great question, Lord. And so I go to the Word, and He'll guide us. He'll guide me. He'll guide you into the truth. It's as simple as this. Our daughter was sick. Muscular dystrophy disease, critically ill, poster child for the state of South Dakota. Okay, is this from God or not from God? Big question, right? So by going through the word of God and so forth, you know, the the Lord taught us. I was crying on our bedroom floor one time, weeping, tears. I'm flat on the floor crying. So frustrated. My daughter was ill at different times at death's door. 
And I said, Lord, I've already lived a good life. Just put everything on me. Put everything on me. Just let me have it. Let me die. Let her be well. That was my prayer. And I was crying. I was totally sincere. I'm on the floor. I was crying. Then I got all done with my tears. And then the little voice said, and that's why I took it. See, as a father, I was thinking, oh, I'll take this for my daughter. And God said, no, that's why I took it. My son, Jesus, took that for her. And I thought, oh, praise God. You know, enlightening. Hallelujah. Out of that, folks, we ministered to thousands of people. But understanding that God is on your side. He's not trying to do something to hurt you. He's trying to do something to bless you. He's trying to do something to help you. So he'll guide you into all the truth. You go to the New Testament. Jesus healed people, set people free, blessed people, never put a sickness on anybody. So he guides us. Amen? He will not speak in his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. So the Holy Spirit's giving you words right from the throne. Now here's something important. He'll even tell you things to come. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit can prepare you for your future. I'll tell you something right now. He'll prepare you by knowing the Word of God. Amen? He'll prepare you by knowing the Word of God. And He'll prepare you today, because I don't know tomorrow. I don't know this afternoon. But He'll prepare you for things coming, getting ready, so that you feel like, I can stand. What does an athlete do? What does an athlete do before a game? They get, we used to get a whole scouting report. So we'd have a thick scouting report, and you'd look at things pertaining to you. And so you prepare before the game for that event, right? right? So when you came to the game itself, you were ready because you prepared ahead of time. That's what we do spiritually. We prepare today, getting ready for, for tomorrow. Now, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know with Jesus, we can face it with confidence. Amen. We can face it with peace. We can face it with his presence. Amen. So the Holy Spirit will teach us. And so all we want to do is show up for class. All we want to do is position ourselves. This is an individual thing, you see. No attendance taken, nothing like that. Just you and him showing up and hearing what the Lord is saying to you. He'll guide us. He'll teach us. He'll show us. He'll reveal things to us. He'll work in our lives. He's changing us from glory to glory. I'm being changed all the time. Thank you, Lord, for good things. Amen. Amen. Good things. I like you saying good things. I was thinking about this part here. He will show us things to come. Just a second. He'll tell you bottom line. Tell you bottom in advance. And I just, a memory popped into my mind. A couple things. Well, our son-in-law's... Mother, she was only 53 when she passed away. But that day, her name was Lisa, and that day I just had this impression. So the Holy Spirit gives impressions. And I had this impression to load the car up with a whole bunch of food, barbecues and brownies. And do you remember that day? Yeah. And I just said, honey, I'm just going to, you know, drive to Sioux Falls and um, bring an unreasonable amount of food. <laughs> and so, but I got on the road, and Angela called, and it was so sad. And she said, Mom, Lisa died. But, you know, the Holy Spirit had provided some food. It was, you know, just one thing that helps at, during those times. And so I got there, and her house filled up, and yeah. I spread out the food, and I just said, Thank you, Lord. 
and Lisa's got, she's in heaven, and mm-hmm. uh, we rejoice. Jenny. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's mom. And uh, she was young. So we thank God for the Holy Spirit, and he'll speak, and he'll say that. Something that will help in yeah. a situation. Yeah. Then this other one's kind of a funny story, but yeah. um, so Angela was in, I don't know, grade school, maybe maybe junior high, and uh, she was practicing for a musical, and it was down in a basement. Well, and the cements were, the steps were cement. <laughs> and I said, well, here, honey, take some snacks with you. And I gave her a bag of Doritos and I don't know what else. And, but it had rained, and the steps were super slippery. And so she was walking down the steps, and she slipped. And she went to catch herself, and she landed on that bag of Doritos. <laughs> and they all broke, and, but she was completely fine. And so you just, you know, just impressions. Amen. Amen. The thing is, God will do something to be nice to people or prepare us for things. You know what I mean? Uh, to bless someone else. And those things, even those little things like that, there's things ready to help people there. And, and uh, that bag of Doritos, big bag, did cushion Angela's fall. Uh, you know, I think if you listen to the Lord, he's going to tell you a lot of things. And he wants us to be lights in this world. And part of that, then, he's going to tell you how to be a blessing to somebody. Amen? He's going to tell you how to bless somebody else. And how to be nice to them and something to do for them or help them in some way or another. Amen? And just by doing that, just by listening then, we can be aware of God's working in our lives. All right? Those things all correspond to New Testament because you're doing things, you're nice to people and so forth like that. So let's just lift our hands a minute. Father, we draw our strength from you to help us in this time of need. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, you are our guide, and you are our teacher, and you are our helper. So, Holy Spirit, we recognize you today. We recognize your ministry. We recognize your working in our lives. And we say, help us. (laughs) We say, Lord, we're going to show up for class to listen to your voice and to be used of you for your glory and honor. Father, I thank you for manifesting this to people. Everybody here, people listening online even today, manifesting this in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen? Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.